Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, This Is Not A Safe Space. This episode, I have on Sandra Badalini, also known as Sandra Badagooch, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're happy to have her here. She's a fantastic comedian. We're going to talk about lots of stuff uh, here on the Never Sleeps Network, uh, where you can go and check out lots of other great podcasts as well. So thanks for listening to this one and go check out others. Sandra, it's great to have you here. It's great to be here, Nick. Thanks oh, for, great. Thanks for having me. I'm watching... The traffic behind you, so yes. it's very visual. Yeah, very you, visual. Get, you get a good look at the gardener. Yes, and <laughs> you're kind is... of business. You're kind of you're kind of business casual. I'm looking sharp in yeah. the fall. In the summer, yeah. I look like a hobo, but in the fall, I no, can it's... you know I wear sweaters and it's nice, you know. But yeah, you got the collar. You're oh. like you could have just come from uh, Bay Street. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I could be one of those cunts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, happy here today. I want to talk. Obviously, uh, you know, most most guests I have on are comedians, so I talk a lot about comedy. But uh, you're actually the, I haven't done a ton of episodes, but you're the first female comedian that I've had on okay. uh, and not that that should be like I know that's a thing like people don't like being referred to as female comedians specifically but uh, do you have a, a problem with that like so do you, when yeah you I don't it, like it when you get introduced as like a female comedian I don't you like f- it. it's not uh, yeah it's unnecessary and nobody right? really does it anymore very like it, yeah. not very much anymore like it used to be that way but I just think like I'm just a female right right but I understand that sometimes that's the way people introduce you. Well, you don't. You don't have to say specifically. Here's a female comedian. You just say your next comic's very funny. She's blah blah. Yeah. You know, these are the credits. And please welcome Sandra Badley. It speaks for itself that it's a female comedian yeah. coming up when yeah. the name and the. But hardly anybody does it anymore, at least in town. Like, I mean, even on the road, it's not like anyone's really introducing you as a female comic. Right. Well, it's, yeah. But it's changed, like, in the last, you know, couple of years. It used to be pervasive. You definitely always were referred to as if, like, I was referred to as a female comic. Yeah. You know, it's going to be soon where there's no more distinction, even, like, Academy Awards. Like, what best female best male actor what the fuck what is it what makes you a female actor yeah makes you're an actor right you know i th- I think what kind of works with that the only thing is that if it separates it then you have definitely a guarantee that each sex is going to, yeah. to get an award because yeah you could just add like all the women and all the men together and have 10 people nominated for best actor yeah but then you get two years in a row with men winning and then boom everybody's yeah. like well this is horseshit <laughs> yeah. you know and yeah. it's such a uh, subjective art form that like really it's i mean it's bullshit anyway i it like you no know sense. like just i watch them sometimes because i do like movies and stuff like that but it, it's bullshit no one can tell who the best was in a movie sim- you know like yeah. it's unless somebody ran away with it and it's just very clear but yeah so you just yeah. anything subjective is just a easy way to cause people to get angry for no reason i know it's it, everyone's getting angry for no reason for no reason all the time all the time 24 fucking hours a day <laughs> yeah and it's insanity. Yeah, it's really crazy how it just doesn't matter. Something, it, 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 I sometimes I get surprised by the innocuous things that just pop up, and you're like, "Really? This is what you're mad about today?" Like, so I I look at it and go, "I don't even know." Like, it seems like sometimes it take it must take people they see something that happens, and it must take them like an hour to figure out why they're mad about it. They just look at it and go, "Well, I should be mad about that." Now I need to think about why I yeah. am, and then they have to like you know concoct the whole thing because I, I couldn't imagine like that whole x-men poster from months ago with um uh, jennifer lawrence she was in the in the poster and the guy was like holding her by the throat you know but it's like an x-men superhero poster and every i saw people posting like this is promoting violence against women and 
stuff oh, like that. I never saw that. You never, you didn't, see, didn't that? see that. Oh, you got to look that up after. It's just oh, like all okay. the, like some of the articles and stuff, and just how nuts it gets. And it's like it's promoting violence against two fictional characters in a movie that's based around <laughs> violence, right? Yeah. Like it's hard. And then, but I, I was like, I don't even know how you look at that. Look at what the genre of movie is, and then go. Well, this is promoting violence against women. I mean, I think that like. Here, the everything is point of view, and that's what people forget. Like, I have a point of view, you have a point of view, but people mistake that for fact, like for right and wrong. Right. There's no right or wrong. It's what's true for you. But people think, oh, uh, you said this, so it means this because I'm looking through this lens, so I don't see or hear anything else. That's where people are. That's where people are literally like. I feel like society is breaking down around it. Yeah. Because nobody wants to hear another opposing view. Like I just last night, I started a new, I just told a new joke where it was like this whole business about this fucking election, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like to me, both choices are not great at all. And I don't give a shit that Hillary's a woman. Like that doesn't matter to me. Right. And people seem to get so consumed by the whole thing that even like, I just thought it was, it's so crazy when people are like, you know, on their Facebook post, like, if you don't, uh, if you don't agree with Hillary Clinton, you can unfriend me. And I was like, you're willing to unfriend a friend for Hillary Clinton who you don't even fucking know. Yeah. And doesn't give a fuck about you. She doesn't give a fuck about you at all. Yeah. So it's like, it's so bizarre. It's very bizarre the way. I hate that shit on Facebook when people are like, if anybody thinks this way, you might as well just unfriend me now. You unfriend me. How about that? Yeah, you unfriend me. I'm not doing your work for you because you're a vain cunt. Like, it's so ridiculous to me that people treat Facebook as if it's real life. I know. I think the thing that's becoming more concerning, I get involved every now and again in like uh, some, some debates or arguments but it's very sparingly i read things and i think oh fuck you and i'll say you know and then i go oh i can't why would i bother like i got there was something that i posted uh, a comment to somebody yesterday and i was going to private message them after they deleted the comments and and said that they that they were bored of me you know like just so what they did was uh, without mentioning names it's it's somebody who basically there's a a friend that i know who wrote this post about how there's a rape culture and the average male is sort of brought up in this world where you know he believes in you know he's supported in a rape culture that like causes his actions and whatever and this person wrote the average male is garbage it was a female who wrote the average and i was so i just posted it was like this is a completely needlessly inflammatory baseless unprovable statement and and hateful and then they responded with, oh, you know, I'm just talking. I mean, somebody else was also commenting on the thread or whatever as well. But they're like, oh, I'm bored of you. And like, I'm deleting this and you guys are horrible. Like you're like what you said was shitty and sexist and just like, but I'm the asshole for calling you out on it. And then and then I, so I was going to direct message like, look, I understand whatever you have a problem, but like this is the Internet and you can't just say things and then expect somebody to just you can't say half of the species on average, is garbage. Horrible. And then expect no one to say anything. And, to, then, and then I was like, oh, I don't give a fuck what this person thinks of me. It doesn't matter. I'm no. not going to try to patch something with some asshole. So fuck it. It's done. Like, it's somebody who constantly posts shit, too. So just oh, okay. just now it's like, all right, don't even get involved with this person. You can't. Yeah. It's kind of like that negative energy just knows how to suck, in, suck you in. And then you're just debating around bullshit. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's like identity politics are like the rule of the land. You know, to me, this is what I this is what I think. It's like 
everybody's like everyone, you know, all this misogyny and racism and homophobia that everyone is arguing about, like, you know, the ants are arguing about it. The people up top love it. The 1%, those people to me are the ones that got to be toppled over. And while we're debating whether Hillary or Donald Trump should be, you know, should win or who should not win or, or rule or not rule, they're the people that need to go. That class, that, 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 those people don't have our interests. And we sit around and we we argue amongst ourselves. They don't. They love that shit. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they're fucking stealing from us. We're we make up the majority, and they're stealing from us every day and creating this this divide amongst us. It's like people got to get over themselves, like, and not take things so personally. Honest well, to I God, I think sometimes the people, especially as you say with the identity mm-hmm. politics, the people who really identify with identity politics, they identify by it so much that they can't let it go because it's just such a become such a part of what their personality is they're like well if i become a reasonable person then that's not that's not in tune with who i am like i feel like i can't change they almost get like addicted to it it seems in a way where they yeah they have to just be like no no this is what i do i talk about uh women's issues i talk about and i talk about them in a way that's uh antagonistic towards men specifically you know or i talk about race issues and it's all about using white as a as a pejorative term you know like so once i get into that i can't i can't get away from it anymore i can't all of a sudden go you know what all that shit that i've been saying that's posted to the internet that you can go back and is time stamped i don't believe it anymore like or i'm now more reasonable we don't live in a world where people can admit mistakes and admit that they've grown as a person they're like nope this is it nothing will ever nothing's good now I'm fighting for it to get better, but I don't actually want it to get better because then I'll have nothing to complain about. But that's what happens is then as it gets better, they find a new thing to complain about. So it's just ridiculous. It's so much anger and hatred. It's like, so because the reverse of that would be love. And so that changes stuff. Not this, that's what I feel like the real revolution is going to be is like one of like love when people are just like, hey, you know what? I'm actually going to be, I'm going to have an open heart and consider you equally then everything changes. Like, I don't need, you know, your gender is literally a social construction. Animals don't go about thinking, oh, that's a woman, I'm going to fuck her. Like, they don't think that way. They're not, they're not thinking that way. We, because of our ego, think that way, you know, and we've built up so much around this construction that it pits us in such a destructive way. Right. Because well, well, gender- I sometimes I don't wake up in the morning and think I'm a woman. I don't. Some days I'm like, oh yeah, okay, well this is obvious I am, but I don't sit there and think. Also, I believe like I practice yoga, for example, and like the way they look at it is like your left side of your body is your feminine side and your right side of your body is your masculine side. Okay. And each person has both sides. Right. So we're so caught up in these traits that we consider to be part of the gender when it's like it's not that's not all true. Yeah, maybe are women more one way than than another? <clears throat> maybe, but I can equally say that like sometimes I feel like more like a dude some days, but I don't even know what that means and who gives a fuck? Yeah. I Yeah, I, I think I think you can go through and like uh, you know, there, there's scientific answers to certain things. Like, you know, men are more, uh, you know, predetermined to be a certain type of way and women are more predetermined to be another type of way. But it's not necessarily 100% and there's things that, that transpire between the two sexes. Sure. And 
It's also what you buy in. Like when when the whole thing with John Gomeshi happened, I, you know, of course, obviously really horrible. And But what struck me even more was just the vitriol and the venom that people were spewing. I was like, everyone's really angry. And then at the same time, I was, you know, following these people. They're called like Axis Consciousness. They're all about like training people or showing people how to like destroy and uncreate points of view that they have about everything like everything about like money sex your gender the whole nine yards and they have these mantras like i do all this spiritual shit but because all what they just say is like look when you do when you destroy all this stuff and you uncreate it then you just get closer to being who you are so they have these mantras and they you know to help you like just you know kind of destroy what you believe in Mm -hmm. and like one of them is like in which lifetime did you pick up the limitations of your own gender like you believe that women or men are certain way in which lifetime did you buy into that and now you're carrying it into this lifetime and making that your thing when you could not buy into that and be the opposite of what you believe like when people think like you know, we're probably going to get to this inevitably, but in comedy where it's like women don't have the same opportunities. It's like on maybe on some level. Yes. But when you stick so closely to that and you say that you're different, then you're going to be different and it's not going to change for you mm-hmm. instead of just doing your shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that when when I started to follow that, it was like because basically they believe these access consciousness consciousness people believe that you've been and done everything. So you've been persecuted and you've been the persecutor. You've been the murderer. You've been the pedophile you've done it all and that's why like in this life when it comes up like someone like john gomeshi because it it, maybe in a previous life it was so horrifying that that's why they hate it so much and instead of just being like yeah what john gomeshi did was horrible but he's getting his let's be honest i don't think anybody wants to be john gomeshi right now but like i i i choose not to be around i don't want to be friends with someone like him but when i can recognize that Hey, maybe a part of me that that's what I feel like when people are so angry about something, it's because it's the part of themselves they hate. Well, yeah, I think that's definitely happens with people. Uh, There's you get a little extra mad at something or a trait that you can see in yourself that you don't like that somebody else is perpetuating. I also think it's because everybody hasn't been exposed for the shit that they do. So Gian Gameshi, obviously, it's more of an egregious thing, right? Well, like what he did. But people who like judge Gian Gameshi have skeletons in their closet as well, but just they're not public and nobody knows about them. It's same, you know, when, uh, you know, somebody catches a cell phone video of somebody being rude somewhere or being shitty about something. And it's like, you've done that before. Like I haven't been caught on some cell phone camera being shitty when I was drunk, but I've been shitty when I was drunk and I just haven't. But I mean, if somebody put that on the line and it was fucking went viral, then everybody's look at this piece of shit and like, fuck you. I doubt like every single person has been that piece of shit at some point in time. Yeah. I mean, I do believe in that past life stuff. Maybe some people don't. I don't. don't, but, I don't but, I, but, I, but it really... I was it, letting you run with it. I know. But. I could see it in your face. But it just, honestly, like, what, even even the thought of it frees me up. So then I'm not, like, sitting here stewing about hatred. I think that's detrimental to you living a better life. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah, I think people getting too wrapped up in stuff online, especially with, like, what everybody else is doing and how they're doing it and what's going on. Either... What the fuck does any of it mean? I don't know. I don't know. People hate people when they're shitty, and then people hate people because they're getting things they're not, so they're technically doing well, right? So it's a frustrating thing to watch. As you said, we're going to talk about this a bit, being a female in comedy. You know, you're saying, like, this is a a new thing that's being talked about a lot, women not getting as many opportunities as men. Uh, Do you find that to, like, do you find that 
in your day to day or month to month or in your career? You know, there's been times and occasions where, yes, I have experienced it. Like just as most recently when I wanted to headline at Absolute at Absolute and he wouldn't do it. He mm. wouldn't do it. And then I showcased for Yuck Yucks and it was to, it was because like to headline and then that wasn't and, and it was a great showcase. But I, I when I joined, it wasn't like when I ended up joining the roster, I didn't get headline right away. And it just pissed me off. I'm like, what do I got to do in this country to headline a club? Mm-hmm. There are people with way less experience than me that are headlining already. And the only thing I could chalk it up to was the fact that I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. Right. And it really pissed it, me it off. Took me, it took me a while to headline. I signed with them in 2008 and I didn't start headlining until maybe like two years ago, like on a regular basis. So, and you and I are at the same par. So yeah, but that's what I was, that's yeah. what I was, that's what I was in my mind concocting yeah and it, I mean, and, and, it, it, true, could, and it totally could have something like i'm not you know i don't know but i you know there, that could be an aspect of it i would never say that things don't happen and especially there's you know stories you hear of like women at like open mics and different things and like just you know some piece of shit being a piece of shit to them because they're a woman you know and, yeah and, you know that's happened to me yeah and I, I i definitely like of course that happens but i, I have to say that i i don't know i for the most part I feel very respected by my peers, and mm-hmm. most of them are men. Actually, they they bolster me up a lot. I mean, I, I love it because I guess I just feel a lot of respect, mm-hmm. and so that makes me feel good. On a day to day basis, no, I don't feel like I've got I'm at a disadvantage. Yeah, you know, there was a big. Th- I mean, uh, this is this is a very micro. Sometimes I talk. Well, maybe we'll talk about Trump and stuff later. But this is very micro. We're talking about like Toronto stand up and stuff. So there's the Toronto stand up community that board on Facebook, right? And uh, poison. Yeah, it seemed to be very bad. So after this absolute thing came out, and for JFL 42, the poster where there was only one woman. It was Kate Davis was the only woman performing on this festival at the club. Although there was like two or three women who were at the very beginning but that it was, was me i was one of them you were the well, okay and, and the, the poster was a bigger poster but because whoever caught it at that moment yeah two the week had, the week or two weeks previous had already been done yeah and there was like me allison door and deanne smith i mean then yeah then it, it was a sea of men amongst i mean absolute definitely yucks does a way better job of getting women and you feel it like i feel it when i go do like two weeks ago i was in london and there were two of us that didn't have i was with yucks in 2008 2009 that certainly wasn't the case yeah, then. i feel like i feel it's like changed. The, and the downtown club i was on like about a month ago and the mc was a gay guy there was me yes. two women and uh a black guy was headlining so it's like it's, it's, pretty I, it's even all there. over the all over the map yeah. and i just hate just even in saying what i just said i hate having to say that i know you know it just felt so it's just it's just weird it's like what if it was why do i have to say oh and there was a black guy on like it's just people who are good get on shows they get on stage yeah fucking annoying to have to just well there was a gay guy on like it was just a funny guy on you know it's It's, funny people yeah so this thread this that was absolute yeah it was posted in absolute about absolute was uh Everybody was just getting, you know, all these comics and they're all these new... I think that's the problem is the new comics are getting way more vocal than when I started. And I know I don't want to sound like an old man when I say that, but when I started, you kind of just showed up to open mics, introduced yourself to the person, waited around, watched some of the show, showed up again, introduced you, you know, hopefully got on, sent emails. We had to look through like Now Magazine and (laughs) shit to find spots and then... Or find... Know somebody, you know somebody, get around for long enough, go out five, six nights 
nights a week until people, you know, start to recognize your face, start throwing you on the shows, go to a club's amateur night until you get off that, move your way up the yeah. ranks, and you shut your fucking mouth and about... And you shut your fucking mouth. You didn't... I didn't go up to, like... And this is, again, like, the internet, but you'll see, like... You'll see, like, somebody arguing with, like... You know, Darren Frost or Kenny Robinson, who's been doing stand up comedy for six and a half months, arguing about what an open mic should be or what a, like something about comedy. And it's like when I started, when I met like the first guys that I met were like Fraser Young and uh, Deborah D. Giovanni because I did the Laugh Resort, right? We were, we were, we yeah, came we were up pretty the same much time. around the same time, ladies right? and gentlemen. We came up around the same time. <laughs> uh, and and uh, uh, like Tim Steves, stuff like that. So it was like I didn't go up to someone like Tim Steves and talk to him about. Like I would talk about like comedy that I liked or talk about comedy in a way that was like still very much. Hey, man, I know you've been doing it for like 20 plus years or whatever it is. I've only been doing it for three or four at this point in time. You know, it just took a while. I don't really you know, I felt comfortable enough six or seven years in to start maybe complaining a little bit about this, that or whatever. But uh, I just find it really crazy. Somebody who's been doing it for less than a year and, and just the balls to to say, oh, I didn't get this because I'm a woman, which is w- one of the things that was in the thread. It was a, a girl who was like three months in. She finally said, like, you know, somebody said, oh, I don't see you out. You know, I've run a room and you don't come to my room if you want spots. If you want things in comedy, you have to go out and get them. Like, how long have you been doing it? Well, three months. And I haven't been doing it that much lately. So, so you've been doing it, what? You did it for a month and a half or two months and you haven't been doing it for a month and you think you fucking get shit now? Like, I don't. The balls. Like, it's millennials. It's, it's, it's these the young, yeah, young people who just think, well, I want it. And I was told from the young age that if I wanted something, I got it. So give it to me. Yeah. And no one works hard anymore. No. So, uh, yeah, I I guess when it came down to it for me and uh, I didn't like the fact because people were talking about JFL 42 and I was like, I didn't get asked to do JFL 42 this year, but I don't have anything to say other than I guess they weren't interested in me. I don't have another excuse that I can fall back on like, oh, it's because I could say it's because I'm a white straight male and they had enough of those and they didn't want any more. Yeah. But is that that card's not okay to play? Right? Yeah. <laughs> For some reason. And I don't want to play it. They just, no. you know, that's fine. They didn't ask me to do of, it. You've had your, you know, you I've had your success. Things. You've I've done your things. I've done things. So I'm, I'm kind of finally, you know, you always want to keep your feet moving and have other things of happen. Course. Right. But yeah. So I guess I just don't like when the cards played. So, so everyone was complacent. So everyone was going crazy that there weren't enough women on this, this thing on the JFL 42 week mm-hmm. or two weeks or whatever. You know, I got to say this. Definitely. Yucks is doing a better job. Absolute for whatever reason, they're not. Not for whatever reason. I think some of the reasons are clear. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you know, I'm going to say something unpopular here. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, um, you know, when Ryan did come up and say, look, if you want to get on, the please letter let he me. Wrote, yeah, the letter come, he wrote was the, very nice. Yeah. yeah, come to the club. Mm-hmm. You know, women don't ask as much as men. That's I've I've been producing shows for almost as long as I've been doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, women don't ask the same way men ask. Mm-hmm. So there's that thing. And this is the thing that people are going to get pissed off at. And I don't give a fuck because I've talked to other producers because I say it almost like, ooh, if I say this, people might get mad. But this is women, not a safe space, Sandra. <laughs> yeah. But women cancel all the time. They do. So women are canceling last minute day of hour before almost at the same time and i ask other comic other comics and it's like it's happened it's rampant i've only run a couple of shows but yeah in my experience that was like the the person who was more likely to cancel was a woman and and i don't know if that was because they got they 
were booked somewhere else already or, uh, uh, you know, decided to do a different show instead, which is fine. I mean, people cancel. If I'm doing an open mic where I don't pay people, yeah. cancel. I don't give a shit. But I found that quite a, I found that a lot. Yeah. I've definitely found that quite a bit. And I know like somebody might say, oh, well, you're, you know, that could be that you're just looking at it that way because men are canceling too. And it's like, not really. Yeah. You know what I've I mean? I've canceled some shows, but I rarely, I'll drag my ass to something. If, you can't you know. cancel the day of unless it's like, even if it's an open mic. Like, I, I mean, yes, you can cancel, obviously, if something's going on. But I think those are, those are definitely things that I see. And so I think like women are not asking as much. They're not going out there. They're not going uh, like go to the clubs. Like they might seem intimidating. Yeah. Like they, but you know what? You know what I got to say? It, this is not the days of Jack Norman. Yeah. I got fucking, I got ridiculed and shamed off stage. If that shit were yeah, to yeah. happen today, people would lose their shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happened. It was not good. It was, in, it's intimidating for everybody to start out stand up comedy. I moved from Nova Scotia, a small town to hear to do comedy when i started doing stand-up i was petrified of it i was like this is a terrifying idea to do i'm going there to meet somebody i've never met to ask them to do something i don't even know if i can fucking do it you oh know my God. the whole thing is intimidating so if you don't want to be intimidated then don't do stand-up comedy and yeah. if you if it's and if you're gonna say that that's because it's made a hostile environment specifically towards women i can't I can't necessarily say that that's not true because I don't, I'm not a woman. I don't have to deal yeah. with what women have to deal with when they're 20 years old coming into a male dominated profession that is comedy that takes place at bars and, you know, everybody's, there's drinking and people are hanging out afterwards and it's, it's a very loose work environment. Sure. So I, I'm not saying that I know what you have to deal with and I, or women in starting out in comedy have to deal with, but that doesn't necessarily go away. So fucking do it or don't. But like, yeah. you know, avoid certain rooms where it's notoriously known that it's just going to be, you know, some shithole that you don't want to be a part of. Fine. That's cool. Even even I'll give them like starting up these safe space rooms isn't like, you know, I, I have a problem with the idea of a safe space. But if that's how you want to start out comedy, because it's, you know, it's a little intimidating. So you want to go to a few more of those rooms. But you still got to get down to Yuck Yucks on Tuesday night or Absolute on Wednesday night. I even mean a safe space. It's that's I, a, yeah, that's I, a, yeah. you know, it's like okay, is it is it you're going to your friend's show? Is that what a safe space is ultimately? Sure, it's but, supposed to be from what I understand it, it's supposed to be a room where certain ideas, especially the topic of rape is is especially like right off off the list. Yeah, but it's not, supposed to be ideas that aren't necessarily going to give people, you know, there's no need for a trigger warning for a safe space show. You're not going to be triggered while watching the show because nobody's going to talk about, and I don't, I don't know how it's possible to do it because I don't know what anything can trigger anybody or, or at least yeah. there's the list of what it could. So it sounds to me like a very oatmeal fucking comedy show is what it sounds like. Just a, Hey, that was done now, you know, Hey, we did it. Is the things were said and it was mildly funny and now it's over because, but then the irony of those spaces when they're safe spaces are militaristic yeah it's like it's like the they're just saying you can't do this here yeah this is what i find okay this is what i find a lot with feminism in general and i the same time i wrote i wrote a letter to justin trudeau about the i don't know if you read it but it was about the 
I don't know if I did read it. Oh, I'm going to send it to you. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it was about the state of stand-up in Canada. I was also writing an article, like, just because of all, because of all this stuff, of all this stuff about fem- feminists and, co- and fem- women in comedy. And it was just like, because one time on stage, I was just like, you know, I used to be a feminist, and now I don't give a shit. This is sort of my experience with feminism, was that my I did my undergrad in, like, history and political science, mm-hmm. and then did my master's in history, and I did it, I, I did my thesis on women who worked at... A mining company in Sudbury during World War II. Because okay. that's my hometown. So I did was, not know you were from Sudbury. Yeah. How did I not know? I, I just know. always assumed that you were from, from Woodridge. Woodridge, right? Yeah. I know everybody does because you know what? I started doing comedy when I was living here. Right. I never did it there. And I think because I talked about Woodbridge, people thought I even lived there. Yeah. I mean, I lived there like because my sister lives there. Now my parents moved there. But like I'm from Sudbury. Right. So anyways, that was that's what I did my thesis on. And it was incredible. But it was a feminist uh, it, it was under the feminist history, you know, what, what can I say? Like they, it was feminist history. That's yeah, what, that's what I can feminist, say. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And at the time I was like in the archives, the private archives of Inco. And I, uh, basically was just transcribing data from employee files into a database program. Right. And there were these other, these other, uh, feminists from the sociology department who were also doing a study about women who worked at Inco, but from a sociological point of view. Okay. And we had agreed that I would do one half of the alphabet. They do the other half. Anyways, they weren't organized. They didn't do it. I kept going cause I had to. Then they wanted my research. They literally wanted me to hand it over. And then they started to use intimidation and manipulation. The very things that they rail against the patriarchy, they're doing themselves. Mm-hmm. And this is what I find with a lot of these, a lot of the feminists, this cabal who who keeps talking, in our, even in our community. And it, it's well, not I just... I think it's big in our community. I've, it's I've, huge. I think I was talking about this with uh, Jared. I had him on last week. Uh he was, you know, we both came to this conclusion that, like, if you go into the average populace, they do not think the way. And we have so many friends like this on Facebook who are just this this sort of militant feminist, like, that's just over the top and almost a cartoon. Yeah. Uh, you go into the general population and you're not getting that. And they don't understand. Like, I do a joke about uh, manspreading on a yeah. subway or a bus, right? I have to explain what manspreading is every time I do that. Because when you say that to the average person, no they idea. don't know. They're like, what the fuck are you? And then I explain it and they go, oh, okay. Like, you can, I can feel like them go, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But, like, the people who yell about it are all the idiots that we know that, like, are, like, crazy. And they're like, manspreading is a thing. But, like, nobody, like, it's not. Nobody knows. It's such a small percentage of people who actually because it's it's so ludicrous like it's it's insane to be like oh men sit a certain way yeah our sex organs are outside of our bodies <laughs> yeah, that and, and it, it's it you need room down there this isn't a you know it's not a crazy the, thing i i understand like i the man spreading people talk about too like sometimes you know i've sat beside men on this on public transportation but then I've sat beside women too, but like, but definitely men where they're like, they're totally spread out and you just feel not safe around or you don't feel good around it. Cause you're like, this guy's just fucking literally squashing me. You know, either I'm going to tell the guy off or I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the thing, yeah, it's like, yeah, you're saying about your joke. So people freak out. Yeah. People sort of, sort of get pissed off about it. And I'm sure, yeah, again, I'm sure there is the guy who's like, he's like, his legs are so far spread that it's like, buddy, you're 
dick and balls aren't that big. Just calm down and like sit up like a normal human being. Right. Yeah. But like, I, th- you know, I, you know, you see pictures of it, like where it's like three guys in a row and their legs are spread open. You know, it's like, yeah, but they're, that's just how we sit. Like, you know, we don't this whole idea. Like, I got to understand, you know. It, women's sex organs and like you know men are too shitty about women's periods and all this shit like that and women there's a big feminist movement getting like oh periods are beautiful and they're natural and all this stuff like that but you can't understand that my balls take up a little bit more space <laughs> you know just get you know you want me to understand you but you don't want to understand me and I'm obviously not directing that towards you yeah. I'm directing that towards the, yeah just the these you know the the fringe the nuts yeah. you know the, yeah, exactly and that's what like I wrote that when saying my early experience was just really interesting that these same women who wanted to steal my research pretty much they ended up causing such a stink that Inko shut their archives down because they started to complain about Inko being a patriarch the patriarch and doing all this shitty stuff and that they in fact I remember there was like there was like a pro-life the the school newspaper had done a pro-life spread in the school newspaper and these women were so mad and then one of them called me and they're like you know what I'm gonna go and I'm gonna spray paint the office and you know and they were so mad and they're like are you mad I'm like and honest to god I wasn't and it's not that I'm pro-life okay I'm pro-choice but who even cares? I but it's just the fact that she thought and she was bullying me into believing what she wanted to, what she wanted to do, mm-hmm. and then I was like, no, I don't get. Uh, you know, in 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 our world, that pro life spread should be could be there as equally as a pro choice. This is university, you know, people. This is just a point of view. Relax. Mm-hmm. But then I just felt a lot of this bullying, and you know, over time, it's not. Listen, it's not like. I believe there are facts in the world, you know, women around the world do not experience the same privileges or freedoms that men do, you know, and even in our world, like it wasn't like that. But I sometimes think though that this is the other thing too, is I think that we have this tendency to look at the past and think that women were helpless. They had no power and they did nothing. Mm -hmm. And that was when I was doing my research that was definitely something that hap- that came up a lot because I ended up actually interviewing the women that I was was studying. Okay. So you know, sometimes as an historian, you don't have that leisure, be- you don't have that luxury because you're looking at women yeah. from a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I got to meet these women, and I'll tell you something: they were not powerless. They were not. They were. They were definitely actors in their own life. They had some of them had good relationships with their men, and some of them didn't. It's classic. It, this is, and so I think there's this tendency to look at the past and think that women had no play in it. And, and it just all of a sudden renders their history meaningless when it's not that case. Yeah. Women are actors in their own lives. And so sometimes we even in the first world think, oh, the third world, they have it shitty. And it's like, do you know that? Do you really know that? You don't know. So we have to be very careful about that kind of stuff. It's very judgmental and very elitist to believe that we have it the best in North America or or, or in the first world. And that's not the fucking truth. How do we know that for real? How do we know that for real, real? Right. Well, I guess there, there's like ways that you could tell certain aspects of it. And, sure. and, and it depends on the country. Like there's countries that are so overrun by disease and don't have yes. ways of treating it. And infant mortality rate is, Absolutely. you know. But yeah, but I, there's no, there's certain places where you could say, oh, well, they don't have the same, you know. Uh, GDP is us so they're not as good or they don't you know there's this this thing that they're lacking so they're not you know but they're not that bad off and they end up actually maybe having better quality of lives than lots of people here just because we're doped up on medications and bullshit 
I mean, are people happier in third world? We, yeah, there, there are a lot of happier people than we are. Like, is it better that we live in the first world with all the amenities, all the food we could ever want? I mean, I think it, it is, but that's because I, you know, I, I, I like the, the, the fact that access to healthcare and, and sure. that stuff and whatever. I enjoy it, but I'm not also doped up on Paxil because I don't, you know, know how to be in a group of people and, yeah. and you know, uh, and not that, you know, I'm not trying to shit on anybody who takes something like that. I, you know, I drink, I drink beers, you know, but yeah, like that, yeah. that's, you got your uh, that's my antidepressant, right? Like I go out and have a few beers and it relaxes me after a shit day or whatever, or even a good day, you know, it's yeah. just a, that's what I do. So I'm not going to, if you take a Paxil you every morning, then yeah, yeah, it's fine. But I think though that there's, yeah, there's like a real problem with this kind of stuff is just judging mm-hmm. other women, other situations, other t- points in history and just thinking that, that you're at the pinnacle of it all. And mm-hmm. that's not truth. Like have compassion, be humble, do not judge because you have no fucking idea. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. You just don't. And so th- that I, it's not that like, again, like I, it's not that I don't believe, I believe that, that women definitely are at certain disadvantages around the world, like in certain situations, even in our society, they are in a way, but I honest to God, don't buy into it. I don't see, I literally think that, yeah, I just literally think I'm like, my favorite place is to feel happy and like without fear, without doubt, those things are all fearful things. They're doubtful. Mm -hmm. They're, they're all things that are not fruitful to me. Well, when uh, you know you say uh, some women don't look at the the past and 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 or and disregard like some of these things, uh, some women don't look at the present either. Like some of the statistics of what's happening now in the world, like you say, women are at cer- certain disadvantages, and for sure they are. But <clears throat> there's there's certain advantages. Like we talk about privilege, like oh, men are privileged. We you never throw out. Nobody says oh, well, women are privileged. Hello, but. They are. They are. Of course. And in, in, not just in the fact that in, in the first world, everybody has some privilege. Or if yeah. you're white, you have more. You, there is a privilege that you have. I hate this word using it. it I but know, I, know but I understand gross. that as a white straight man, I don't have to deal with things that other people have to deal with. I have an easier life because of that. Uh, I'm thankful that I, I you know, have a, a good life. I hope that other people will also be able to one day have th- that sort of experience that I have. So I'm, I, I'm a well, a well aware of that. What I don't understand is I've ha- tried to have conversations with women who are feminists and I, 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 cause I don't mind having the conversation. There's some that it's easier to have with than others. Uh, I don't mind having the conversation, but I, when they, they get to the point where they don't want facts to come in, like a, 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 a female privilege, privilege that exists in North America is the fact that more women, uh, go to and graduate from post-secondary e- education than men do like yeah. the numbers. And it's been increasing for a long time. Yeah, that's a school. That's, that's a, that's a great privilege that's amazing <laughs> you know like that's, that's a, amazing that's a, like when you talk about a privilege it just means that you get something that other people don't have and the numbers tell you what that is so if i say more women are going to and graduating you can't go well that's because they worked harder or anybody it's no that's a privilege that's the society is clearly geared right now more towards promoting women to go to post-secondary education and you know great but i feel i feel like privilege is an attitude like you know like you're either a cunt or you're not. Right. That's And I think that's ultimately, and I think when I hear privilege, that's what it comes down to. That's what I think of it as well. Yeah. Because, you know, there's very rich people that I've met who are lovely. Just the fact, a sheer fact of having a certain, you know, m- number, like a certain amount of money in your bank account equals that you're an asshole. 
like that you know okay probably with the with some real elites maybe but like it's not that way because there's rich people i've met that are assholes and that are not it's not like i think that it's attitude Mm -hmm. it's just literally attitude either you're a good person right and you try to endeavor to do good things or you're not (laughs) When I, I, this is a story happened years ago after the G20 was here. I was hanging out with a couple of people and there was this uh, girl who was riding her bike that day and she had beer in her bike or she had an open beer or something like that. And the cop stopped her and she was just pissed. She was like, all cops are dicks. They're all assholes and stuff. It was like, I tried to relate a story and about how they aren't all assholes, but she was just one of those left wing fucking hate the cops, you know, whatever type of people. I, so the story was just one time I was working at this grocery store and this guy came in. He was a homeless guy, clearly like heavy into drugs, stole a ton of meat. I tried to stop him and he was like, no, I, I'm starts walking away. But there was a cop right outside. Like, so I was like, man, that guy just ripped off like it was probably like one hundred and fifty dollars worth of meat. Right. So I'm supposed to do something, even though I don't really care. I'm still supposed to be like you. You know, I'm not going to chase him down. Hey, there's a cop there, whatever. So they stop this guy and another cop comes up and he's this older cop. He's a white guy. And he's like, hey, man, so uh, we can press charges if you want to. But this guy's just sick. He's, you know, he'll, we're not we're not really going to be able to make much of this stick. And you can take the meat back, but you can't sell it. It's in his bag. If you want it, you can, you know, reach into the bag. This And this is what he was saying to this other guy. Because I as soon as as soon as I saw this guy sitting on the curb after they stopped him, was like, I regret this immediately. I wish this I just let this fucking guy go. But the old the old white cop who's supposed to be the the, the pinnacle of a piece of shit human being was the most most compassionate person this other guy that i was working for wanted to like press charges and he wanted the meat and it was just like i you know i know that's what that's the whole point is that none of this like the way that we get so stuck to a group of people behaves this way mm-hmm. it, 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 th- those arguments immediately kind of disintegrate when you <clears throat> find examples of people who don't do that yeah i mean i guess in some way groups of people gener- might behave a certain way but I don't know. I feel, and I think, I feel like I think that's very possible. Yeah, sorry, I didn't. No, know no, no. I was just going to go on bullshit. <laughs> what do you think I'm going to well, say? Yeah, we're saying we're just talking <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you that yeah. I think it's. I think it's too easy to put people into a box and say, oh, because you have these characteristics, you're this type of person. I think that, you know, it's, well, it is just, it's racist, it's stereotyping, it's all the things you're not supposed to do with everybody else, but it's just, there's certain groups of people that you're allowed to do it for. I have a joke where I say, I hate old white people, and it's fine, and now I've started saying, that's the only race I can say that about, right? Like, if I said any other race instead of white, that would, like, you guys laugh when I say, I don't like old white people now, but when I say, if I had said anything else, you'd be like, this is a guy's a piece of shit. Maybe Italians, people still make fun of Italians, like, yeah, and and nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, but I mean, Italians are still kind of, you know, they're white, you know? Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Like, any any group that's white, you know, like, I can say I don't like old Greeks, you know, people are like, yeah, fuck the Greeks, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's fine, it's fine, you can find a group of people that you can just insert in like this sort of insult and it, it's fine anyway i kind of got off on a tangent there no. the, whole, the whole idea is just it's fine to do it with some people and it's really not okay to with other people if i were to like i don't like women well you're a, a misogynist but if a woman's like oh, i hate men yay <laughs> you know yeah. like people clap it's it and what does what good does that do progressive thought or moving the conversation forward it doesn't to reward people for their hate anyway yeah sorry no, 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 but it, but it, but it's also like it's just I think this literally is like it's the internet because before this, I mean the fact that people can just go and be like you're a this like 
I find myself typing in messages sometimes or responding to stuff. And then I'll literally delete it. Like there's been times where I have posted things Mm -hmm. and then I'm like, I'm like, oh, and then I'll delete it because I don't feel like it's the space to be really negative. And like, I definitely post a lot of political things. Mm -hmm. You know, I I have a point of view, you know what I mean? But like to get into arguments with people, I do not. On Facebook is the most cowardly thing to do. Yeah. Because I don't see you face to face. And all of this is just... You know, like how how I, how can I tell what exactly you mean by what you said? Yeah. How how exactly can, I can't tell that exactly, and you just it just spirals into hatred. You see it on on uh, on comments, like on comment sections on, in in any yeah. forum, any forum. Like it just disintegrates, and you suck dick. Like it just <laughs> yeah, it turns into yeah, it gets messy immediately. There's definitely hatred towards certain kinds of people especially on social media, you'll see it where it disintegrates into like you're a slut or you're a fag or you're, you know, like when you get on, derog- like, when you get on YouTube comments or something so like that, crazy. you can just see, okay, these are people just saying the worst shit. I find on Facebook, it's like, if you're having a conversation on like a friend's thread, that that is something they, they posted a political opinion and then you get in this sort of like back and forth or something like that. You know, usually you maybe kind of know the person or sometimes you don't, sometimes it's just some weirdo fringe person off your you know friends list or it's on that person's friends list yeah. or whatever but ultimately you can kind of read what they're doing whatever it doesn't necessarily turn into that at all at least not with my friends or the people that i talk to but yeah, yeah. You, you get on youtube and shit and just you know post a video and people like it takes like three comments before it's fag you know it's yeah. just you know, like it doesn't Why? take any time it's the weird it's, it's the crazy most up well, shit. because it's some fucking 12 year old who's on youtube who's just like fag <laughs> like i did something it's you know? horrible yeah but we're getting along. Yes. I'm annoyed by, I'm definitely annoyed, but it's just divisive and it doesn't need to be that way. No. Yeah. I'm not, tar- listen, I can't, at the end of the day, I can't speak for other people really, like other women who might have a certain experience. But I do think that this ongoing dialogue in our, and especially in our community between male and female comics, honest to God, it stinks. Right. And I don't, yes, that whole absolute thing was crappy. For sure. And like it did, I'm sure it highlighted for them like, oh, you know what? We might, we might do a, we need to maybe do a better job of this. Will it change? I'm not sure. I don't know. But I do think there's also a responsibility with, you know, if female comics are saying I'm not getting enough time, then go and ask. I'm telling you, women do not ask the same way men do. Yeah. Generally speaking. Yeah. Like I, I remember when I studied, when I studied history, my first, second year, it was mostly men. It took me three years Men were had no problem to talk. Like, they just didn't. And it was intimidating, and it was definitely male-dominated. But then by third year, I was like, okay, I felt confident to speak. I mean, that was socialized behavior, I guess. It was, yeah. But then I just got to the point, I'm like, I don't... What are you saying that I, like... Right. I, I gotta just speak what I speak, and it's okay. And if there is a problem with this socialized behavior, which I, you know, I've heard that a lot, that women are socialized to be normally uh, um, a little more uh, submissive, I guess, but that's that's not the, the best not word share I want to use. Yeah, to not be, to be, to sort of uh, not cater to men, but just sort of be, yeah, submissive to them, or, or at the very least not, like, interrupt, you know, uh, not talk up as much and stuff. And I get that that's a problem in society that needs to be worked on, and I think that's a, a good thing that needs yeah, to be worked on. absolutely. Work on it yourself. Don't blame the men for no. for, for the fact that you, you can't speak up. They didn't make it so that 
true. They might be reaping some benefits, I guess, of it. I, you know, like the fact that they get more stage time in our business or in, in some other business. Maybe they get promoted faster or something else happens. I get that they're maybe reaping the benefits, but they didn't make the shit this way. So create an ally out of them especially ones that could become allies in order to make this problem get better. Yeah. And then go that way. Don't get so combative and screechy about it. Like, you know, it's... Yeah, because then you saw, like, too, how other bookers, like, people book shows were just like, listen, like, I always talk to... I talk to a lot of people who produce shows, and it's definitely a difficult thing to get women on the bill because they're not as many women in the scene well, for that's sure. right the idea when people talk about like oh the show should be 50 50 like why that doesn't represent the amount of people doing it all that means is that if if all the shows were 50 50 and had to be that means that i'll do one show every two or three days at best and women will be doing two or three a night because there's not as enough women to like to do yeah. it so they'd be double and tripling up while i don't get to do it at all Simply because what we're being we're being fair. Is it fair for a 12 year veteran of comedy to not get to do stand up so that someone who's done it for three months and literally has no conclusions to their observations gets to go up three times a fucking night? Like it's I I know I, I find it insulting that these people come into something I love and have done for this long. Yeah. And get to think they get to tell me how I'm supposed to think about it or act. If you want to get on stage a lot, show up and get on stage. Show up and call in and email in and do whatever the fuck you have to do to get on stage. I had to start again in England when I moved there. And it was the same. I woke up every day around 10 or 11 and I went to all the varying comedy sites that were in London and I emailed for an hour to two hours straight every day just to try to get on rooms. And then I would show up at ones that night and I would show, I over, I showed up all the fucking time. Did any showcases I could get. That's what you have to do when you're starting over. You have to do that. Yeah. And, or when you're starting for the first time, you kind of mainly focus on getting good, which means you have to get up places, which means you have to go to all the open mics and all the little shit places that you can get on until whatever. But then eventually you start getting on better rooms, but that's how it works. It never starts out easy. You're never funny right away. You know? No. And it, th- that's for sure. That will never change. You, the more you do it, the better you, f- you feel on stage. And like, I mean, the other part of it is like, it couldn't be a better time for women in comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, and and maybe there's like this is what I noticed because, you know, I I've done clown. I do. I've done a lot of character stuff, sketch stuff. There's a lot more women doing character comedy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know clown, but yeah, there's a definitely that's there's that's not very much disparity between the genders there. Mm-hmm. And maybe it has something to do with the fact that like. You know, in stand-up, it's just you. So being a character, it's like, I dress up, I'm this this thing. But in stand-up, it's like, it's you and you gotta be you. And maybe maybe historically, that's a little bit more intimidating. I don't know. But uh, yeah. but I definitely don't see that gender gap in other in That's other true. Things. I was, yeah, I never really so thought that's about an that. Interesting... But like sketch and improv, for sure, it's much closer to, to, to a 50-50 of men and women doing it. Like any sketch show I've been to, you know, there's, you know, all female sketch troops. There's a lot of them or there's sketch troops that have three women and two men or, or you know, whatever. Yeah. You'll see that a lot more. There's no reason. Like if you want to do stand up, you want to do stand up. So you go out and do it. But there's no, you know, there's no reason if you decide to get into comedy, you don't have to go into stand up. You can go into improv or sketch or, or something yeah. else, you know, and just do that. That's totally fine. But nobody. This is the thing. Like, yeah, it is goddamn intimidating to go to a club. There's no question about it. That's the thing. Even in your life, the more that you blame other people for your shit, 
is never going to work out. And yeah. I think that ultimately when people are angry about something, they're angry about something personal that happened to them. And then they take it on to another level. And it's like, deal with what you're angry about. Deal with that. And then something might open up. Right. You know what I mean? I could, listen, I could be really angry. I could be really angry at men in general if I think of experiences I've had. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I anybody has a reason to hate almost any type of person possible yeah. based on personal experiences that they've had. Now, maybe women have had some really awful ones or, or whatever, but even sometimes the ones that I hear women complaining about, like there's, there's certain ones that I can go, okay, you know, that's, that's awful and that's terrible. But then it's like, you know, oh, this guy was just hitting on me for too long at a bar and I was really annoyed by it. I'm like, yeah, I get that. That's, but that's, Part of the thing is men have to hit on women and like they have to be sometimes a little more persistent. Sometimes they don't get the message right away and then they get it and they go. And then there's the ones who don't go. And I get when there's like, no, I felt unsafe. He was following me around this place the entire night. That's fine. But you can't just be mad because somebody fucking hits on you. Like, you know what I mean? I've been sexually assaulted. Yeah. And like, it was not fun. But like, does that make me hate men? No, it doesn't. But I think that men have been, men experience sexual harassment and assault a lot too. Like, you know, sometimes when rape comes up, right? It's like, there's a lot, obviously women do experience a lot of rape, but men do too. One could say almost at the same levels, like in the military, way more men are getting raped. Does that get discussed the same amount right. as the, you know, and it's like, I've, I've been sexually assaulted as well, but in a, in a, in different ways that I just didn't never count it as sexual assault because yeah. I'm not allowed to, or it doesn't, it looks weird to, but I've had like, I've been at a bar and had a girl come up and just grab my dick. That's sexual assault, yeah. right? For sure. Well, that when I, when I said the assault I had, it was someone that grabbed my, so look, look, we had the same experience. Yeah, I've had that happen a couple of times and I've had female comedians slap my ass before I've gotten on stage and stuff like that. Imagine like just, just, but did... just a little playful tap, but it's like, and I I don't care. I'm not. I'm not threatened by it. I guess is the whole idea is that some women yeah. get feel threatened, but I'm not. Wor- I'm not physically worried. So I do understand there's a different dynamic that way. But we're still. You're still conducting yourself in a manner that you don't think it's okay if somebody did it to you. Yeah. So it's not cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Like I remember the one of the first gigs I had at Yucks. It was like the Niagara Falls Club. I was with some older comics, and we're waiting in line, you know, to get your tag. I'm not obviously not going to name names, but <clears throat> I, you know, it's a wait. Mm-hmm. And one of the comics said, he's like, hurry up, you fucking bitch. That's what he said to me. And I turned around. I'm like, don't you ever call me a fucking bitch again. You understand? <laughs> yeah, me? yeah. And then I, well, like, I had to, there's many occasions where I had to stand up for myself. He was literally trying to use his, I don't know, whatever fucking fucked up power he had. But I had to stand up for myself. Like, what was I going to, what was I going to do otherwise? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And I, and I did, and then it changed, but it's like, I don't know. I mean, if I look at my parents, for example, yeah, my dad, old school Italian, the kinds of shit that he gets away with, it's gross mm-hmm. at times. But then, I'm, but then I equally look at the things my mom does, and I'm like, I don't know. Not one is to blame over the other. Yeah. It's a relationship, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, definitely, you know, legislation and policies help people who are disadvantaged or are vulnerable. And yeah, women and children can be vulnerable, especially when it's women and children and there might not be a man around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's classic war policy to fucking rape women and children. Mm-hmm. That shit's horrifying. That happens all the fucking time. It's awful. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, the more that we, more that shit doesn't happen, obviously the better. I think in our world, like right now, it's just 
just too much. I don't know. When you focus on sh- negative shit, that's what you get back. I and, I, and I and I don't like. I honestly don't feel like every day. I mean, I'm a I'm a comic in a in a very male dominated world, and uh, I, most of my peers, like, yeah, sometimes they get fucking annoying. Sure, mm-hmm. but. The, the the women get equally annoying as the men do. Yeah. I'm not seeing like, oh my God. I think, you know, there's also the other side that women oppress other women as much as men oppress men. Yeah. <clears throat> and I experienced that. It's like, I don't know. I just think don't stick so much to your identity. That'd be the same thing. Like, it's like, I'm Italian. I'm Italian everywhere I go. And fucking, you know, I can, I can put a lens on and speak from that lens. Yeah. And if anything comes in my way, it's like an offense to me. Like, get over yourself. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's one of those, like, I, the women that are complaining about, like, men in comedy and stuff like that, taking away the fact that I don't know all their experiences, I, I agree. Uh, the only thing I'm complaining about women in comedy is those women who are complaining too much about men in comedy. That's the only complaint yeah, that I exactly. have. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, because I don't, I have got no other complaints with anything gender related to women. Like, I don't care what kind of jokes they tell. I don't, it's just do it, be funny, and I'll watch. And if you're not funny, I probably won't watch you. And then that's it. I don't give yeah. a shit about anything else you do. Uh, and, and just this idea that the the ones that are judging guys' jokes and, and saying, well, you shouldn't talk about that. It's like, fuck you. Just focus on yourself. Get your own shit done. You know, if audi- if it's not funny, audiences won't laugh. They'll never get booked anywhere. Like, just don't worry about it. You know, just move I always on. feel like I, I see comics, men and women, but, you know, I see men do, you know, misogynistic material sometimes and it feels that way, but it gets corrected. Because yeah. even the community will not tolerate someone who is like, the, the community just doesn't tolerate bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so those people get weeded out or those people are just like, oh, fuck, this is not cool to talk about. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's when some people it's like they're new, new comics. Like, you know, I've said this before, but I, you know, people are like, oh, you know, nobody should do rape jokes. And I'm like, who's out? Like, how often are you seeing fucking rape Who, jokes? Uh, exactly. I never see a goddamn rape joke ever. Like ever. Do I see a rape joke at a comedy show? It's so hard to find. I was like, what? Go to better rooms. You're going to shit rooms and you're watching the shit comics that are on at the shit rooms if you go to one of those rooms that starts at like nine and puts everybody on until like 2 30 in the morning and you have like 25 or 30 or 40 comics on yeah yeah you're probably going to get five or six absolute insane people yeah. and just crazy shithead people and then you're going to get a bunch of average open micers and then a couple of like one or two maybe actual good comics who popped in that's the night yeah. so you can't judge comedy based on a bunch of people who don't do it like yeah. they're not doing comedy stop calling them comics they're they're fucking a year in and not good stop saying oh comedy's this or this is what comics are yeah. when that's not the sign of what com- go to this is why you go to a club Go to fucking Yuck Yucks on a Friday night and you will not see a rape joke. You will see people doing funny material. Some nights you won't or some nights it'll be somebody you don't like. But like, don't judge You're comedy right. based on what happens at the fucking Ossington on a, and on a show up and go up show on a Monday. No, Like, that's I know. so ludicrous. It's crazy. You don't watch like junior high level hockey and go, well, hockey's not very good. Look, they're falling down and he can't even shoot, you know, like, you know, you watch the professionals to judge hockey, you know, the same way you would in any other but it's it's like this weird thing where these people who are either very new to comedy or people who are very new to watching comedy go to these shit shows and judge comedy based off of the worst actors in it so also it's an historical thing right it's like you you have you know you you have a 
a period of time where women are not allowed to do certain things. And then, you know, the 60s come along and then it's this whole, you know, swing, the pendulum swings and then it comes back and it's like, let's just be neutral and in the middle. It's sort of like, hey, you're not allowed to do this. And then women are like, wait a minute. No, we ha- we 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 want to do this. We need to do this. This is like what, you know, and it's just a, it's it's like almost just it's kind of a natural progression. But now I just feel like already again you know what I mean? Like, let's stop. Just, I don't know. Just fucking, there's just multiple points of view. And I think that if we see that everything is a point of view and we don't think, take things too personally, mm-hmm. there'd be less fighting. I think the fighting on, on social media is, is. People, yeah, don't let anybody else's point of view in at all, even for a minute, just to think about it. They did, if they disagree, it's just, well, you're a piece of shit. You know, it's just automatically, well, we can't even be friends. We can't talk. We can't be civil with one another because we think differently about something. One yeah. thing, you know, it's just crazy. And people way too much side with like an ideology, like a left or a right wing, right? Like I don't, I, you know, you're saying before I'm pro-choice as well, but I'm not anti-gun the way some people are. Like <clears throat> I don't fall firmly on a line that some people fall on you know like just well i'm left wing so i have to believe all these things well i'm right wing well i have to believe all these things one of the things that like when i was doing my research of course i like read a whole bunch of shit and one of the women i read her name was pamela sugiman and she wrote this really amazing book on like i don't know female workers somewhere i think it's some garment factory and she was like women do not live their lives according to a predetermined ideology Mm -hmm. so because she went and interviewed women and that's was like an it was like an inspiration for me where it's just like you know everyone people are not living according to an ideology they live their lives based on circumstance and what's going on so that's where we get caught and in trouble when we think oh that everyone's living according to this ideology or they should and i think that's what you were saying off the top was that you know some some people women men whatever are like in our community maybe we're talking about women are like well this is what i believe and if i stop doing this then i what am i going to talk about anymore yeah it's like they're so committed to this ideology <clears throat> they've made it their character and it's it's yeah they can't can't separate and I think, themselves and I think from you, it yeah and i think that you end up just you know it just it ends up being uh hypocritical in the end mm-hmm. i think everything's just i don't know at the end of the day just fucking relax I think it's a great way to end this. At the end of the day, just fucking relax. I think it's great. Sandra, thanks so much for coming down. This is a great, great thing to talk uh, about. I'll definitely have you back at some point in time and talk about some uh, some different stuff. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug, barring in mind that this probably won't air for maybe three weeks or so? Like So maybe like a late November, early December sort of thing you got coming up? And I'm doing an album recording in Miami. And I'll, Oh, great. When are you yeah. doing that? December 15th or 16th. Not December 15th or 16th. I don't know if we'll reach Miami for people to come out. <laughs> I don't know if we're that far yet. We, you know, maybe. Um, what's your Twitter? You on Twitter? Do you yeah, do that? at Sandra Bat. At Sandra Bat. Two T's. Two T's. So check her out. Uh, keep listening to Never Sleeps Network. Uh, this is not a safe space and all the other great podcasts there. You go to the NeverSleepsNetwork.com. You can follow me at Nick underscore Beaton because I got there late to the race in Twitter. Uh, thanks for listening and check us out again sometime. See you later. <laughs>